with International Women's Day 2021 issuing a call to arms of Choose to Challenge, how are things changing for women professionals in leadership position? According to the IATA, or International Air Transport Association, uh, representing about 290 airlines, the proportion of women holding C-level roles in the industry is just 3%. And the aviation sector continues to have one of the poorest gender balances, which is probably mo- the more disturbing part of the report. The lack of female leaders is particularly apparent across uh, many levels of leadership positions. So the question for us is, what are the main barriers to women's advancements in the industry and how can those challenges be overcome? Uh, with us today on this podcast is Miss Lisa Butters, General Manager, Go Direct Trade for Honeywell. Lisa, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Hello, I'm so honored to be here, um, and I can't wait to to do this podcast and really talk and celebrate women. Okay, let's see. Well, before we start with that one, you oversee a marketplace that facilitates the trading of used and new aerospace parts. Where the trading of goods and services is a time-honored tradition dating back centuries, what makes GoDirectTrade different? So GoDirectTrade, as you mentioned, we specialize in used and new aviation parts. So we basically bring buyers and sellers together um, in the aviation space. What's unique, though, about the industry is that used aerospace parts, it's about $4 billion a year, and almost none of it is done online. The majority of all transactions, if not if not all transactions, except for GoDirectTrade, they're done via email and phone call. So the mission of GoDirectTrade as a marketplace is to take this really antiquated channel, emails and phone calls and manual transactions, and then move them into a fully digital e-commerce transaction. So it's a really lofty goal, um, and it's one that is really surprising. I think the majority of people, you know, how many people have purchased something this morning on Amazon or Alibaba? A lot, right? And so for us as consumers, e-commerce is very natural and it's ingrained in everything that we do. So this industry, you know, being so antiquated, a lot of people are just shocked that it hasn't moved e-commerce yet. And that's really what the mission of Trade is, and it's to move to use aerospace parts into the digital age. So from that perspective, technology should not be, and digital transformation should not be something that's unusual for you. So if we go to the purpose of our interview, how has technology and digital transformation changed the role of women in leadership positions? I think it's really opened the doors, to be honest with you, in terms of, you know, leadership roles. I, if you kind of look at historically where women in C-suite positions have infiltrated kind of back, you know, decades and decades ago, it's really like in the functional areas. So human resources, you know, customer support, you know, things that are kind of on the peripheral versus, you know, women in leadership positions where you're running a business, you're becoming a general manager, where you are the CIO of technology. So I think when it comes to technology, it's really opened the door for women to take on, you know, more leadership opportunities, whether that's in um, information technology, whether it's in software development, or even in engineering, you're seeing more and more women infiltrating those ranks. um, And even in business leadership roles, like general management roles and running a business, which is really, really encouraging. Now, one of the things that I've read is that at least as it relates to women and COVID-19, the pandemic that we have, that 
around us these days is that it's a double duty for women executives particularly because on the one hand uh, being forced to stay at home to work also means that you also have to take care of the family issues uh, for those at least who are married so it's an additional workload for them your perspective is COVID-19 distracting from the original direction of uh, having promoting women leaders uh, not just in technology uh, or, or transformation related issues To be honest, I think COVID just kind of flipped lots of different things upside down, male or female, and in many different ways, whether it's, you know, your job, whether it's your family, whether it's your health. So I think there are just a lot of things that COVID has caused to really, you know, for lack of a better word, throw a wrench into things and into life. You know, your example about women and executives, leadership roles that are at home because of COVID working remotely, and maybe they have children at home, right, because we have online school. You know, I've been there. I have four kids, six, eight, 10, and 12. And at one point, it was myself, my husband, who was also working from home, and four kids around this <laughs> white conference table. Both of us are trying to work, and the four are trying to go to school. And some of them were at the young age where they really required a lot of help. Um, almost, you know, becoming a teacher at the same time. Uh, At the end of that, I really just cannot speak highly enough of teachers and what they do for children. And I will, you know, look at a teacher and I just want to, you know, get down on my hands and knees and thank them for all they do. So it's one thing that came out of COVID. I think, you know, the question is around, do women tend to perhaps take on more of the load, right? Just because of being a mother, that, that nurturing kind of instinct that we have with our children. And I think maybe in some families that could be the case. And I would say that me as a female, you know, I definitely tend to want to be right with at doctor's appointments and I want to be at the kids functions. And that's just something that me as a person, I really want to do. If I had to give advice for any working female, whether they're in a leadership role or not, or they have, you know, everyone at some point could have a really demanding job. The most important thing is to really find a good support system. You know, for me, it's, it's my husband. He is just as hands-on and just as vested in terms of raising the kids and really being there, you know, whether it's as a teacher next to the kids or, you know, giving me reprieve and vice versa. I give him reprieve as well. Having our parents around, you know, both sets of parents, our siblings to help those aunts and uncles, but you've just got to find a support system. You know, whether COVID is here, which makes it, you know, maybe 5X harder or not, finding that support system as a working parent, that's just the key to your sanity, to be honest with you. What stands out for you? What quality stands out when it comes to women technology leaders? There are a couple things that make technology leaders a little bit more unique than perhaps, you know, other disciplines. The first thing is kind of that technical depth. And it's not to say that, you know, you can't be a female leader in the IT space um, without having, you know, oodles and oodles of extensive knowledge of, you know, machine learning or AI or whatever kind of, you know, sector you're trying to pursue. But I think that technical depth is actually quite important. The ability for a leader to speak with, say, development teams and speak that lingo, I think it's very important. The ability to really understand programming, for example. I mean, when I came out of college, I was really a tech geek at heart. I started programming at an early age. Eventually, you know, as the years went on, I moved out of IT and into the business. But now, you know, where I sit as the general manager of Trade, being able to really talk to our development teams at a technical level, be able to being able to solution things at a technical level, being able to sniff a problem because you understand, you know, technical solutions and how they kind of come together doesn't mean that 
it, I have to keep coding or I have to understand it at that extent. But I think, you know, the first thing to be a leader in the tech space, you should really have some kind of technical depth to you and understanding of that software mindset um, and how things are built. And the second thing, which I think is across all disciplines, you know, it's not specific to technology, um, but I think it's this ability to really be curious and try new things and not be embarrassed about failing. So it's, you know, that growth mindset where you don't know everything and in order to really learn and grow, you're going to have to take chances um, and you're going to have to be okay with failing. That growth mindset is something that we talk about a lot, even with our children, we talk about a lot, but it's really hard to put into practice because at the end of the day, nobody wants to feel dumb and nobody wants to feel inferior and making mistakes is really embarrassing. But if you can get over that, um, I really feel like the sky is the limit, right? The sky is the limit to what you can learn. The sky is the limit to, to who and what groups you can lead. Um, and the sky is the limit to what you can really innovate and invent. And if a woman wants to be a leader eventually down the path or going towards that path of leadership, what qualifications should that person try and pull together as part of that journey? One thing that I would say about leadership in general is everyone is really a leader. Whether you have a large team that you're leading or if you're an individual contributor, everyone is really a leader or everyone has the capacity to be a leader. At Honeywell, especially, I would say we encourage everyone, whether you're an individual contributor or a leader of both, to think of themselves as a leader and as owners of the business, as owners of Honeywell. What I would tell other women, you know, as they're trying to develop and to try to, you know, gain more breadth of experience, is really try new things. I think having a, a different perspective of different job roles and different disciplines, it really will take you take you far. And so let me give you an example. When I started my career, it was definitely in the technical space, right? It was coding, it was database constructs, SQL, you know, like techie geeky things that I still use every day and I think is super important. But I would say a lot of kind of that business acumen and that knowledge to run a business, for example, that came later on in my career by doing things that are completely outside of IT, such as customer and product support, sales excellence. Now I'm in this general manager role. I'm running a software startup. You know, the technical piece, you know, when you start in technology, those things and the technical depth are important, but really being open to trying new things and new roles that may take you far outside your comfort zone, that is really going to build your character, right? And that is really going to give you these experiences that, you know, will lead on to the next role and will lead you on to other bigger, better roles. But really to land those bigger, better roles, you've got to really start gaining experiences in different areas. I think there are definitely cases where you can stay in one organization, you can kind of stay in one function, and you could do really well, right? And you can maybe make it to the top inside of that particular function. Like, let's call it human resources. But if you want to be a really dynamic leader with a lot of breadth of experience, you've got to be open to trying really, you know, new things and pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Yeah, we go to a bit more personal side. Who in your mind best exemplify a woman leader today and, and why? You know, I'm lucky enough where at Honeywell, I have like three to five women leaders that not only do I look up to, but I truly feel like they have taken an active role 
as being advocates for myself and my career. So the two that happen to come into mind are Anne, Anne Madden. Um, she's our legal general counsel for Honeywell um, and Harriet Moncastle Walsh. And she's also the legal general counsel of aerospace. But those two women really stick out in my mind because they have taught me what it means to be a mentor to whether it's a male or a female, but really taught me what the role a mentor plays in helping someone advance and grow their career and their experience. And the number one thing that they've taught me is being a mentor is not enough. So in other words, if you're there for someone to give them some guidance or if they have questions or maybe they're in a, a situation and they want some advice, that's a mentor. But an advocate is a completely different thing and it's something that we all need more of because what an advocate does is they speak on your behalf when you're not there. Meaning, you know, if I'm in a meeting and I'm an advocate for, you know, another person that's early on in their career, I will speak up and I will speak on behalf of that person and say, hey, have you ever talked to so-and-so? Because, you know, she's interested in this area. I think she would do really well. What are the opportunities that we can put forward and put her in so that she gains more experience? That's an advocate. Um, and I feel like in my career at Honeywell, there have been some really key people and true advocates that have not not only been my guides, but really have, you know, stuck their neck necks out and gone to bat for me. And I think that we as women need to do far more of that, far more deliberate about talking about other women, far more deliberate about voicing concerns, right? That, you know, interview panels are not diverse enough. Um, I think there's just so much more that we should be doing. What is that one leadership lesson you've learned in, in your career? Oh man, I think there's there's so many things that you learn. You know, one that I think is perhaps most important, like from a leadership perspective, is being able to bring along others with you and at their own will. Like to me, that is the truest sense of if you're a good leader or not. And it doesn't mean that you have to have people that report directly to you, but it means that you are a person that leads and acts with integrity. You're a person that has a vision. You're a person that people respect. You're a person that people look up to. And I think that if you are those things, then people will follow you or people will want to join side by side with you. Um, on your mission. And so I, I think for me, you know, when I think about what kind of leader I want to be, it's this concept of Wonder Woman. And I'm not saying that I'm Wonder Woman at all, but I, you know, I think about her as a superhero. And there's this scene that in Wonder Woman, I don't know if you've ever watched this movie before, but there's this battle scene. Wonder Woman is there and it's the allies versus the Nazis. And they're, they're battling against each other. And there's a mile of space between them or like this large area of space between them. And for an entire year they've both been in these bunkers and they have not moved like an inch or a foot or a mile so it's metaphorical and she comes and she realizes that they haven't moved an inch a foot or a mile um, for an entire year and she wants to overrun the Nazis and she wants to save the town behind them and her love interest at the time he's like they haven't moved an inch in an entire year you're not going to be able to to do this. You're not going to be able to conquer it. And she goes anyway, right? But behind her and side by side with her are people that want to be on that mission, that believe in her and they want the same thing. And again, I'm definitely not Wonder Woman, but when I think about the kind of leader that I want to be, it's that leader, right? That they can inspire people to work side by side together, collaborate, you know, for one common purpose. Now, there will always be barriers. For you, what has been the most significant barrier, at least in your uh, in your experience, for women pursuing a leadership career? 
I would say to be completely candid, what I've noticed the most in real world, right, in corporate America, is that when it comes to business leadership roles, so like general managers, leaders that run businesses, own profit and loss statements, there are not many women there in that space. There are not many women CEOs. There could, you know, as time goes on, you see more and more women infiltrating the ranks of vice presidents and C-suites of, you know, technology, human resources, customer support, you know, again, like the functional areas, but very, I don't want to say very rarely, but the number of women in those GM, general manager type roles, they're few and far between. And I think, you know, now being a GM, one of the barriers you know, is that women are not exposed enough to kind of those business roles early on to put them on the path to those really high business leadership roles, like, for example, the CEO of a company. So I think that, you know, women perhaps tend to gravitate, you know, early on in their career, and then as they move up the ranks to non business leadership type roles. I don't think that's true for all women, but that's kind of the what I would say is the pattern. I think that's, you know, that's one of my theories why you have so few women that end up becoming CEOs, like that top, top spot, mm-hmm. um, because you really typically go through like a business leadership, owning a P&L, GM type path. So I think that, you know, if I, it's not necessarily a barrier, it's more of this pattern where you're, I'm not seeing enough women come through those business leadership role ranks. And if we don't get more into that, those pipelines, then we'll never see those numbers of, you know, women CEOs go up. It's just not going to happen. And I think you've seen a lot of progress, right? Like women engineers, you've seen the numbers increase. I think right now I read an article that ASU, Arizona State University, my alum, it's like almost half, half now for, you know, female engineers in the pipe um, as undergrad that will help fill the pipeline right over time as the generations go it's going to become more and more equivalent inside of engineering that is the kind of pipeline that we need to start filling for these business leadership roles that ultimately funnel up to the ceo what advice would you give to the next generation of female leaders? Um, you know, I touched on it earlier, and I'm not saying that all female leaders will have like the perfect, you know, world as you get married and you have children. That's so not what modern times is telling us, right? You know, women leaders come in all different shapes, sizes, families, and, you know, kind of your structures. I have to give advice because coming from me, I am a mother and I have four kids, and it does introduce different challenges, I would say for sure, especially when you're trying to grow your career and you're trying to grow a family at the same time. Um, So, you know, for women leaders who have families, you've got to get that support system. You know, if you want to get married and have a family, you know, select and hopefully choose a partner that's, you know, uber supportive um, and is just as hands-on as you. Or if that's not an option, then get a good support structure with your own family and your own friends, but you've got to get a support structure. For women that don't have families and, you know, aren't in this particular structure, um, you still need a support system too, right? And so as you grow into leaders, whether you have families or not, um, get a really good support system, get advocate for you within your company or outside of your company, kind of like your mini board of directors to help you through and to help you grow through your career. Lisa, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you for having me. I so enjoyed being here. Um, And, you know, I can't wait to see all of the women um, over the coming years and generations really rise up the ranks. That was Lisa Butters, General Manager, Go Direct Trade for Honeywell on the Rise of Business Women Leaders. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. 
We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our weekly free newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.